Hello and welcome to the Stringer Podcast number 27. And I'm really excited for this one. I have longtime friend Lauren Howe coming in. Lauren is the current reigning Miss Universe Canada. She placed top 10 in, you know, Miss Universe Universe overall. And after like a dozen times of running into each other on the street, we finally found a time to make it work that she can come in. She is an incredibly interesting story. She just fell into pageants like backwards, not even trying to. And and she has accomplished so much both personally and with her education that is really this interesting dichotomy of a personality. Uh, I absolutely adore her. I know you're going to love this chat uh, at Lauren Howe 77 on Twitter at Lauren Howe. That's how with an E on Instagram. But before we get to that, I thought we'd try a little bit of stringer news. We kind of attempted it a couple weeks back. And this is actually when I read this, this is the reason why I wanted to do this today. Justin Trudeau said he had to explain Canada's refugee system to Doug Ford. If you don't know who Doug Ford is, he was recently elected as the premier of Ontario. The cutest part about this whole thing, though, is the picture at the top. You got to see it. It's the prime minister, Justin Trudeau, looking very dapper. And then it is the premier, Doug Ford, with this huge grin on his face at the Ontario legislature. And it reminds me of Chunk. Do you ever see the movie Goonies? It's in the opening credits. Chunk presses himself up against a window uh, of the arcade, seeing the car chase as it goes by. And when I see this picture, I am just waiting for him to squish that pink slushy out of his cup and it to go all over his poor little face. The grin's really cute, though. Like, you gotta love the grin. But now we go from the news to the Stringer Big Weekend, something you're a little more familiar with. Friday, Burger Mania 2018 at Ontario Place. Burger Mania is a three-day food event that serves up, yep, you guessed it, burgers. Food, live music, beer are also part of the festivities and will feature the very best in the business by assembling Toronto's top burger chefs and establishments to serve up the finest patties between the buns in addition to everything else that relates to the burger experience. What's your favorite burger place in Toronto? I absolutely love the Burgers Priest. It's just so much, though. I, I, I literally have to divide it in half and eat half of it at lunch and half of it at dinner. All burgers at Burger Mania 2018 will be made in slider format, so that's good for me. And don't worry, there will be vegetarian options. Saturday, back at the Budweiser stage. I kid you not, where it's at has got to be the best song to open absolutely any movie that you want to create. I'm totally in love with it. I never have the budget to be able to use it. But Beck is in Toronto. He's touring support of this 13th, 13th studio album, Colors. It's the American Colors, not the Canadian Colors. There's no you, which came out in October. Beck worked on the record with Greg Kirsten, best known for his work on blockbuster pop records like Adele's 25. You want to go see Beck live in concert? Of course you do. And guess what? This is how you get tickets. Go to seatgiant.com or .ca, whatever your preference is, and just type in Beck. B-E-C-K. With plenty of tickets still left at affordable prices, the options are all yours. Use promo code STRINGER. S-T-R-I-N-G-E-R at checkout and you'll get an added discount on your Beck ticket. SeatGiant.com is great for everything from sports to festivals to concerts to plays and even movies happening across the city. All you have to do is just go to SeatGiant.ca or .com and for an added bonus use promo code STRINGER. Sunday, Howard the Duck at Handlebar. The Hollow Moon Movie Club presents Howard the Duck for free. Based on the Marvel comic series that satirizes, 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 is that even a word? Satirizes. Politics, society, modern life, and everything in between with a comically dark lens. The movie features none of that. 
Of course it doesn't. Instead, George Lucas' cinematic adaptation, the true masterpiece of his entire film catalog and Marvel's first ever feature film is about scientists playing God, the punk scene in Cleveland circa 1981, and Duck Titty. After he is accidentally teleported from his home of Duckworth to Cleveland, Ohio, Howard faces the trials and tribulations of a world he was never made for. Oh, and also a comic horror has followed Howard from the gap between worlds and plans to devour humanity. Of course, that just makes sense. And that's really secondary to the duck-human romance angle. This has got everything for you because good old George knows exactly what his audience truly wants. Again, free. Doors at 7.30, movie at 8, handlebar, Howard the Duck. That's your stringer big weekend. And you know what? If you don't like her idea, I completely get it. I don't always like my ideas either. But you know what you can do is find your own ideas. Go to SeatGiant.com. Whether you want to do a sporting event, you want some music, you just want a night out of theater or of the movies, just go to SeatGiant.com, type in whatever you want, search the options they have, and as an added bonus, just use promo code STRINGER on checkout for an extra little discount. That was a whole lot of talking. I'm glad you stuck through. It's going to be well worth the wait because we got Lauren Howe coming up at Lauren Howe 77 on Twitter at Lauren Howe on Instagram. She's a delight. The only thing left to do is you thought I was going to say sex. Actually, let's start with Beck. seen super troopers obviously Absolutely. did you see did you see the new one? Oh my god if i made up that joke i'd no i would i would just finish life. i would just finish no, i'd be like my mic drop moment i did I'm it done. yeah i that's actually the lauren yeah. howe special super troopers held a really special place in my life i think because the age i was at yeah right so i think i would have been oh dylan are you gonna dylan's gonna look it up and prove me wrong but i'm gonna guess it came out 12 years ago 2001 2000 oh so i'm not 17 Actually, years. 17 years, but funny enough, I thought it was going to be closer to now because I have this way of always pushing things way further in the distance. So 17 years ago, oh my goodness, are you ready for this? 17 years ago, I was 17. Ugh, Clay, you're getting old. I'm not, I'm, I'm not accepting the fact when you're at the LCBO now, you even see the giant sign and it goes, if you're born in 1999 or later, like I, I think it's going to be the next Y2K is like when that number hits 2000. Yeah, 2000, then all the lights turn off. Yes, like that that's the Y2K <laughs> that nobody predicted is all the kids born <laughs> in the 2000s. Born there are going to end the world. Um, <laughs> so I was 17 in the height of my like pubescent immaturity. Right? Okay. Because okay. because boys, women have this wonderful gift of starting puberty and becoming adults right away, and they could take care of like a nation. That's exactly they, how it happened. It's th- like literally could, like sprinkle magic dust and Exactly. Yeah. And and, yeah. and women are adults and they formulate full, complete thoughts and sentences and jokes. Men, on the other hand, we we regress. Like starting at eleven or twelve when we kick into puberty, we regress and become cavemen and then starting at 18 or 19 we then have to evolve out of being cavemen again <laughs> so at 17 when the movie comes out i am at like the depths of my lowest like 
fart joke, pee pee poo poo humor, and Super Troopers comes out, and it was everything I could ever ask for because it is just that it hits that line so perfectly. And here I thought I was I was older, and that was it's my life. You were reborn. I was reborn, and my evolution started there. And and here I am today, Lauren Howell on the podcast. You got to be like a spokesperson for Super Troopers <laughs> yeah. now. Like hit that up. You know what? They should have brought me on for all the media they did in marketing for the second one. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know my people reached out to their people. They missed the call and subsequently deleted all the messages. You you could have gotten I, more you, views you, than see. Here's my script number one of the day. Huh. Um, than the Mayweather McGregor like back and forth PR stuff. No way. You I that don't was know. A, that was better than the fight Clayton and <laughs> Super Troopers <laughs> give me I think everybody would watch that give me a Mountie hat and let me ride a moose and I, and I feel I like somehow down. that's a sentence that feels inappropriate to it say. does but it's not at all <laughs> right come on I'm a very very proud Canadian so yes, what's funny is the evolution of getting you on the podcast because we actually ran into each other at like 9 a.m. Outside your door? Right outside the front doors of the office. And I almost didn't believe it was you. We stood outside, caught up for 10 minutes, and yeah. I was like, oh my goodness, I gotta have you by to do a podcast. And How it was are you perfect doing? because it was I, perfect. I was on my way to a photo shoot that I accidentally was an hour early for. Oh, Because really? then I was just, you know, I, I, I grabbed a coffee down the road, <laughs> start like leisurely wandering, which I normally don't do. Normally I'm like a power walker barreling yeah. down the you street ha- to terrifying people. You have to head. People. Actually, some guy tried to pick up line on me the other week, specifically addressing that. No really? word of a lie. Yeah. What, what was it? He crossed the street, starts walking next to me. He's like, wow, you're a fast walker. That's great. How are you? <laughs> I'm like, oh God, hi. I don't approach people who walk slow. Why are you approaching someone who walks fast? Yeah, he followed me you're, for about four blocks talking that's about awesome. my walk. It was there's, great. There's a number you can call for that. Yeah. You hear about it? Yeah, 911. <laughs> <laughs> that's creepy. I mean, you know what? No, good good on him for, uh, for the approach. Well done. Really? Where's the line? I think that's a very popular question right now but where's the line between Ooh, yeah. valiant effort yeah and stinking and creepy and how much does it have to do with the last time you showered or what t-shirt you're wearing <laughs> well uh, definitely women prefer if you don't shower for four days straight <laughs> that's what i thought yeah that's mm-hmm. the sweet spot oh yeah by the way for any listener i guess i'm i'm extremely sarcastic at times <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anyone takes a few things yeah, yeah. literally. No, yes. Uh, <laughs> no, if they've been listening to this podcast at all and they have to put up with me for an hour every single week, they know sarcasm is high on my list oh, of man. traits. But it, you know what? We had a full-blown conversation after this happened because I met with a group of friends and we had that debate uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, a few girls, a few guys, two sides of the argument. And there's a fine line of being bold and like, Correct. go ahead, cross the street, talk yep. to that girl you want to talk to, go for it. Just don't, it's hard to say don't be weird, but like, be, <laughs> Just cross the street and friendly. chase her down. Sometimes I feel like guys, like guys and girls, if you're doing a pickup line, yep. they try to go for like the extreme or the cheesy thing. Yeah. And you know, you could just totally be authentic. Like, go ahead, say, say the line of that. Like, I love cheesy, hilarious lines. lines. Yeah. But then it got to a point where this guy goes, uh, I was like, oh yeah, so where are you heading to? Or who you mean? He goes, some beautiful lady. I'm like, oh, where is she? I'm like, just, I'm right. like, I don't know what to say to that. And he goes, standing right next to me and like leans a little closer. I'm like, okay, hey, don't no, do that. No, no, yeah, don't lean. See? The See? lean closer is across the line. That's what I mean. 
So I'm like, if a girl's got a good sense of humor, do say whatever you want. Make a joke. Go for it. I want to encourage friendliness. Just make sure she's not holding pepper spray. But don't. (laughs) Well, in that case, know your boundaries, right? Know know your limits. And don't lean in. Or do this in the middle of the night to a girl walking by herself. That also. They're walking like any of the streets that have a blue light bus. (laughs) She's walking down there and you decide to pursue her. Yeah. Maybe think twice. Contextual stuff, you know. Just say hello from across the street. I hope you're having a lovely evening. Get home safe. You know how great those are? How many times do you think that's happened to me? But no, but vice versa. Like I, I have totally done that at some point. Really? Sober. Just yeah, just shouted at someone. I hope you have a great evening. I, I'm a complimenter. My mom is the ultimate complimenter. Like she sees something and she's like, oh my God, I love this about you. Oh wow, you're so beautiful. I'm straight, but you're beautiful. I'm, I'm straight. Yeah, I, no. I have to put like, I have to preface everything oh, with, I'm straight, <laughs> but you don't. It's okay. That's you why I love my regardless. mom. She's a doll. That's why she's great. Like, but so, so I picked up all that stuff from her. So literally like, I don't know whether I, I, a few people get terrified and thrown off guard. If it's just like, wow, you look fantastic today. Total stranger. Have a lovely day. And you walk away and it's just, it, it throws people off their game. Now, how <laughs> you complimented my jacket actually, as you walked in and I See? didn't say anything. <laughs> There's this really up. weird thing, and I'm sure it's just human, and it's not just Canadian, where you're like, oh my goodness, you have a great shirt, and then I have to say in response, "Oh, the- I love your 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 bracelet. <laughs> the required right? compliment return. I have to return. find something back. So how do you handle that? And at what point do you stop? <laughs> how long does this Ooh. go on for? This is like social oh, etiquette. Oh, you have Toronto. it like go on? Like it's a competition of who can say the last compliment? It's because you don't want to... It's just this, this weird meekness <laughs> where we feel like we can't just accept it, that we have to be just as nice as you. So wait, when I complimented your jacket and you said nothing back? Yeah, well, <laughs> listen, I had just spent time doing my research, Lauren, all of which you had big fancy hair and crazy gowns. And then I show up like this because you I You show up a in podcast. a white, at least you have a button up shirt. I didn't wear a button up shirt. Actually, yeah. Okay. I have a t-shirt. Exactly. Actually, my t-shirt. It's got like this little oh, wait, Batman that's a sitting win. on a pile of books. Uh, never mind, that wins. Because that's I'm great. a child still. As that's, I said, I am now like going through the, the Iron Age of my evolution from being a caveman. And I'm hoping I hit the technological age before I hit 60. And then I'll be able to operate <laughs> a, uh, an iPhone. I met you at this really neat time. I want to say in your life, even though that's kind of putting a lot on you. But if I look, if I look at it as a third person... You had had this career before when your name Miss Teen Canada World. Did yeah. I get that right? Miss Teen yeah. Canada World. And then you were heavily involved in school. And that's when we met, when you began working with the Maple Leafs. Yes. And then we parted ways. And then you went back to this other life. But I knew you in this gap where you were like super studious student. That doesn't really work. But I do Lauren, like that as a sentence. Super though. studious student, Lauren. <laughs> And this, I just had my only my only knowledge of you was someone who was constant. This is where you picked up the idea of running to every place. But you were just it was Super either here geek. or school or. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it is wild to me because someone told me they're like, oh, did, she used to compete in in pageants, and I was like, Lauren. And they're like, yeah. And then oddly enough, and I think I sent this to you, I looked it up to make sure because Google is Fact more check. trustworthy than my friends. And there was a photo of you holding something 
on the pool deck of my condo in distillery. And I was like, holy crap, she does do this for real. (laughs) I like how that's the verifying point. It could be any photo, but it's like, nope. It's, it's on at the pool my deck. condo. It happened. Yeah, because they don't let just anyone in. No, no. No, only the really fancy ones with the great hair. Or walk in with sparkly looking things and, and try yeah. to make it a shiny, distracting object to security. Maybe that's how that really happened. Yeah, it's probably, you're like, hey, look over here. You have a castanet. For me, it's always a castanet in the one crown. hand. You're like, the other direction. F- I need to buy one of those. It's, it works every time with security. That's a great idea. We can just... Yeah. It's like the um, Dennis the Menace list of ways to get in places you're not supposed to be. Yeah. And one number one on the list is going to be a crown. Let's see if we can fill this out by the end of the podcast. Yeah. 2011? Is that when you won Miss Team Canada yeah. World? Yeah. So it's... I don't even know what to break down into in that incredible start of an intro. Um, Ta-da! Ta-da! It's magic. So I guess like the pageant thing, because exactly, most people who know me and meet me they immediately, if they don't know that I did anything to do with the pageant, they're like, you? What? I never saw that really? coming. Like, yeah. what? what? So yeah. your friends, you, you've received many times. The whole anti-stereotype. The whole anti-stereotype. Yeah. And I watched an interview. This is going to come in a couple times. This is like my, my, my special phrase of the day. I watched an interview with you from after you won. And that's now seven years ago. Okay. The, and after you, I won Miss Teen. Miss Teen. Okay. And you said two things that I loved just because it could have been yesterday we spoke about it. And one of them was breaking stereotypes. And the second thing was putting the importance in these events on the proper parts. Mm-hmm. Right. And that has to do with essentially what ideas are they contributing to the world. Yeah. More than some of the more superficial things. And I was like... Oh my goodness, I love it when people don't change because we could have had that conversation, yeah. you know, over coffee two weeks ago. And breaking stereotypes, it seems like it's the theme of your life. It honestly is, like 100%. Um, you know, I, I can't really explain what has always driven me towards I never liked doing two things. One, what everybody else was doing. Like as a kid, when the whole Harry Potter trend came about, I read half of the first book and then everybody else is reading it. So I stopped. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. Like it was a weird pattern that I picked can, up as can a kid. I encourage you to pick them back up though. Just friend to friend. <laughs> I suggest you finish the series. Once again, opening the it's comment great. section for people yeah. to just <laughs> rip me apart. Um, but no, I completely relate to that. Yeah. Yeah, of of everyone's talking about something. I'm always the last one to like new music and albums and stuff. Yeah. Because, or movies, everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to wait till the hype's over. Yeah. And then I can decide for myself without you telling me that I'm going to love it or that it's great or it's the best thing since E.T. There's nothing wrong with that, too. It's just, I, I don't know if it's an only child effect that I just really, really wanted to march to the beat of my own drum. If somebody had an opinion about something and all these people had an opinion about something, I just kind of said, I, you know, I'm going to turn and do 180 and see what's on the other side kind of yeah. thing. Yep. Because of that breaking stereotype, breaking mold thing, um, I just always kind of did things differently, mm-hmm. which also didn't make me really fit in with 
I'd say a lot of um, like girly things even growing up. I grew mm-hmm. up an athlete and always wanted to play sports and field hang hockey? out with the guys. Not yet, ironically. Oh, dang. Yes, field hockey. But I didn't start playing until grade seven. So 12 years old was when I first picked up a field hockey stick. Hmm. Having no idea what I'm doing, but it just, I don't know. It seemed kind of fun and cool and different and off the beaten path. Oh my yeah. God. See, I just figured that one out about my life. See? Then kind of fast forward to those few years later, honestly, pageants came about as a joke. My, I was in grade 12 looking for scholarships as all students do. And my mom hates me telling the, the truth behind the story of, um, you know, I'm, I'm right. A only child with a single mom. So she read this article that said, you know, Kentucky teen wins pageant, pays off university. So she sends it to me kind of as like, oh, hey, look, like here's a link to Miss Teen Canada. They yeah. have a scholarship tied with it. Like maybe you want to enter. And she heard me say this once on an interview. So that's why I feel it's safe to say it because I'm like, it's out there floating on the yeah, internet somewhere. Yes. Everyone can find it. So I'm allowed to say it again. And when she first heard it, she's like, Lauren, don't say that. It makes me sound like I didn't want to pay for your university. I'm like, oh, what now that I'm thinking about like you know down the road if I have a kid what parent would not want their kid to have a scholarship like completely "Mm -mm." that's a great way into schooling so that's literally how the pageant kind of thing came about and uh, totally just threw my name in the hat as a joke went through the interview process and that's how that whole path started you put me in a room with a group of guys all in their teen years and it is it's worth money as a social experiment to see how we try to function or operate with each other because you take a group of similarly aged people, period, and they don't have a deep well of experience and they're dealing with people all the same shallow well of experience. You go through this for essentially the first time. Yes. So you're the new kid on the block. Yes. And you are working your way up to becoming the winner. Kind of. How many friends did you make? Uh, I actually walked in the room and I walked out immediately at Miss Teen Ontario. Really? Were you intimidated <laughs> or you just I, realized that I this isn't the in inc- and like I your feel, crowd? I saw a lot of heels and dresses and makeup and I just kind of did a quick 180 <laughs> and walked out the door being like, yeah, this isn't for me. Like, yeah, nope, like yeah. all these girls want to be models and actresses and I want to go study engineering, which doesn't involve any of this hair no, and yeah. makeup stuff. Like, oh, and so my brain is being used for other things right now. It can't be yeah. tied up and all this stuff. Yeah, more. Yeah, more like I was terrified of heels. Like they kind of looked like a weapon to me, um, which truth be told, they probably could be dangerous stuff. So, so you, wish, you you win Miss Teen Canada. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So I walked in, walked out, and then I realized eventually you had to walk back in. Well, I realized I spent money on the entrance fees, so I kind of was like, "Well, I'm here already, so I I might as well finish it off." (laughs) I went through the Miss Teen Ontario process. Just you know, I'm kind of a yes person to opportunities, and uh, had fun with it. Didn't think too hard, and. At the very, very final night, the way they do the announcement isn't the traditional, you know, you see the two girls at the end holding hands. Mm. They don't do that at at the Ontario preliminaries. They announce the top 20 or so girls who are going to advance to the nationals, which is where Miss Teen Canada takes place a few months down the road. And so they announce the top 19 of the 20 and they say, all right. And the girl who won Miss Teen Ontario from this oh, round is the 20th is, person we call. So like, again, Lauren is doing this for fun. I'm only yeah. here because I spent money on it. Like when you weren't number one to 15, you're like, yeah, it's like 
going on sports totally team. You're like they haven't called my name already i totally didn't get in oh yeah no like if there's this amazing little video of a, like a miss netherlands at a pageant somewhere and it literally has the caption i saw it floating on instagram once and it was like in a world full of pageant girls ironically uh be, be a miss netherlands and literally this girl just could not care at all in the crowd when everybody's standing perfectly straight perfectly still she's just dancing on stage having the time of her life like oh man just it's a glorious meme you got to find it i will and um that's literally what i started doing <laughs> At Miss Teen Ontario. I'm just yeah. hanging out. I'm You're slouched. Your world. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm waiting so I can go be like, all right, let's wrap this up. Like, let's go. I get these go. heels off. They're killing my feet. Oh my. <laughs> Probably was already taking one off yeah. in the time being. <laughs> and, um, in an, an epically Sandra Bullock kind of way. No, it doesn't even look graceful. It's like you're just tugging off a, a stuck skate or something. You know, oh, yeah. You can't get your foot out of a skate. And you're just. And then you face plant as it. you're trying to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And. I uh, know my childhood. <laughs> so. And then I they announced my name and I didn't even hear it. And the, they had to repeat it a second time. And then the girl next to me is like, go, no, that's you. go. It's you, I mean, go. Yeah. So that that's how Miss Teen Ontario came about. And uh, because I won, I think doing that as being myself yep. and having fun and taking the pressure off of this whole notion that, that surrounds the stereotype of being perfect. Mm-hmm. That's what I fell in love with is I just suddenly took it as an approach that I've always done as an athlete growing up where it was like, okay, now this is a competition. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get judged on fundraising on what I do to build awareness surrounding a specific platform on how do I present myself online and social media? How many events do I attend? It's a metric almost in the end. There's a whole breakdown of a judging system that happens behind the scenes. That's not seen at all on the final night because truth be told, that's boring for television, but (laughs) Yeah. It's really I'm, like going through the election results and they're like, and in the Spadina Fort York riding, <laughs> there was 48 votes for Adam Nobody, 712 votes. These are real people, actually. This is my riding. But yeah, completely. Like everyone tunes in. Like I'm going to turn the TV on at 945 and watch till 10 p.m. So I know what the last result is. And yes. to be fair, as soon as it's broadcast or even to an audience, you're there to entertain Right, like as a spectacle, they're there to entertain and not to drag everyone through, you know, the nitty gritty. And not to mention, like, imagine going through that for, you know, I think, you know, the the Ontario and Canada competitions that I've done have had anywhere from 60 to 80 girls and Miss Universe having 93. Like, I'm sorry. Let's just do the math on how long somebody (laughs) would be talking. We need at least 12 minutes per woman times 93 minutes. I mean, I'm all... Divided by 60, so we know the amount of hours that it is. <laughs> or you get, like, one word per girl, and then you, like, compile it to being one of those, like, compilation. Or it's like, it's it'll be like The Voice, which is actually, of all those competition shows, my favorite. Or X Factor, or whatever. You know when they're like, and these are other entrants from Tuesday in Los Angeles. And they're just like... The, the, the one line of a song and then like them just playing the guitar and you know <laughs> none of them are winning. None of them are going through oh. because you'd actually, as soon as they, they have a backstory person. Yeah, like exactly. It's right? so true. Yeah, they have yeah, their yeah. backstory people that take up like six minutes of an hour long show and then you have your just performance people and those are generally the ones you watch fail. Like they're the ones who everyone, oh, they sang really well and everyone thinks the judge is going to turn but then no one does 
and everyone cries at the end. And then you have just the others and, and the other people that kind of spit through. Spit through? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird Kind of like flung I, through. I'm following you. Ran. You know, <laughs> they were there. They're honorable mentions. They're like the purple. There like, we go. <laughs> you kind of, you showed up for the race ribbon, but you didn't win anything. Oh, that was like me in elementary school. That was me in elementary Like, I have a closet full of purple ribbons. <laughs> that we got, still kept. <laughs> that I still kept. They proved a point. Everyone wants to win something. I get a purple ribbon, you get a crown. I should have brought that. Now I know what to bring next time. What did you learn after the Miss Teen Canada World Competition that you perhaps weren't ready for? When you kind of like, you're like, I'm going to try this out just because I can. And yeah. I'm going to be me going through it. Yeah. And at the end, they probably tell you something like, oh, by the way, you also got to do something or whatever. And you're like, for real? Well, so there was the Ontario one. That was the one I totally winged it. Like yeah. didn't, I don't know what I'm doing. And um, that one. And then that's when we were told like, hey, here's a more thorough judging breakdown of all these things you need to excel at for the next few months and you will be judged on that at the Miss Teen Canada national competition. So that's when to me it became a goal and more of a competitive challenge to, you know, just be the best version of yourself at every single one of those things. Mm. But yeah, so that that was kind of I wouldn't say it's like a surprising portion of it. I mean, to look at pageants and know there was that much work that went behind it, absolutely. But um to me, it was just, it was it was another step. What part of you, so we met, as I mentioned, at Maple Leafs Horse and Entertainment. Yeah. When you came in to be the in-arena in host. Oh, Eons see, later. Yeah. Yep. Years later, when I was, you know, <laughs> 20 or whatever it was. What were you discovering about yourself then? Oh, Lord, that was another hilarious little journey. I Please <laughs> tell me you didn't think I was, I didn't think I was trying out for an on camera position and I just kind of fell into it you know I just I threw a crown at the security guard <laughs> he, was he like, looked wow, the other way really cool. yeah and I, I found a microphone on the floor and decided to start speaking in before an, you knew it an it was empty arena drop. and there happened to be one guy in the seat who went her her she's the one with the golden watched. voice and that was me doing a Batman voice uh, in the arena. Batman. That's what got me the job. Yeah, Batman um, voice. That'd be great. <laughs> None like, of that's true. Uh, Michael uh, Keaton Batman, <laughs> or are we talking like the the more recent Christopher Nolan kind of Batman? Oh, the Christopher Nolan kind of Batman. I'm the Batman. I, that's I'm terrible. Scared. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Dylan. He's he's the only one wearing headphones here. <laughs> and he's I mean, thinking, even, all right, we'll cut that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even when I talk low, he can still hear perfectly. So, uh, the, oh, the Leafs. Oh, man, that's a, that's a great story. So, when I started my studies actually at McGill, and I played varsity field hockey there, mm -hmm. and I transferred back to U of T fast forward for program reasons. There was a program that- Engineering the whole time? Kind of. Kind of? Okay. I had a little bit of a skirt around on how I ended up in engineering. So Maybe I threw I a crown on the there. desk. <laughs> and they said you're the in. The registrar is no. all about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All about it. I would love to hear. God, I, I want to know the skirt around. This is just like sparking so many funny stories. Even like skirting around <laughs> the registrars for stuff. Um, but, uh, oh gosh, where to start? So... Where do you want me to start? Education story uh, or the Leafs one now? Educational story, 100%. <laughs> uh, I love this because I, I love and, and hate, they probably hate me for being the black swan of trying to teach students all these like little tips and tricks. Yeah, and how to get through. Yeah, yeah. Oh my Lord. a book. 
Like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some like blacklisted room in one of the registrar offices being like, if you see this name, yeah, do not answer. No. If I knock on the door, they turn off all the lights. <laughs> like, and it's like my family at Halloween. <laughs> no, we didn't have enough money for candy. What not can even say? strangers. You're, oh, oh no. I thought you meant your oh, wait, family yeah, when uh, you show they up. They wouldn't let us in. No, no, no. That was just called Saturday. <laughs> I know. It was tough in so Holland Landing. Love. Hansler household. So getting into school, yes, you found so like... I didn't take grade 12 physics. And I Me thought either. I was, I wanted to be a neurosurgeon in high school. So drop grade 12 physics thinking you don't really need it to go towards the medical field, studying biomedical things. And then essentially in June of grade 12, mm-hmm. had this sudden realization that that might not be the best fit because I have a weird little tendency of having slightly shaky hands. <laughs> Go on. (laughs) Like, like it would never be so subtle, but then I started really focusing on it when I would eat my meals. And if I, it's not like a a constant tremor, but if I suddenly focus really, really hard on, let's say I'm like trying to put a single pea on a fork and I start Which is the entrance exam. That is. Yeah. For for med school. In Canada. Because in case any of you know how Canada works, that's exactly how it's done. So I do, you know what I mean? So you start testing. I like to say, you know what I mean? As if everybody has shaky hands. (laughs) Or or everyone can see what you're doing with your hand. That too. (laughs) Use your imaginations, friends. And the more caffeine I have, which, you know, Mm. doctors sometimes don't have the easiest schedules. No, they don't. And the more I focus on holding something really, really still that's an instrument, the worse it gets. Yeah. yeah. So great theory. Hence, fast forward, June of grade 12, I'm like, maybe I should rethink this whole neurosurgery thing. End of grade 12. A little bit of pressure, I think, they put on kids. Like oh, this, totally. That's crazy. And and I appreciate the fact that society's changed over the course of the last 30 or 40 years. Society was at a point where everyone had to leave school and either be working within four years. Yeah. Right? But in... I can't imagine going back. I see 18-year-old kids all the time. And I'm like, I'm going to ask him what he wants to do for the rest of his life. I wouldn't want to ask me at 18. I told the Super Trooper story off the top. (laughs) I don't want to ask him what he wants to be for the rest of your life. You look at my yearbook. I'm like, likely and janitor. Like, I thought I... Yeah. Like, I have no experience. And sure, I have high hopes. But you have no ability... To understand how to get there. Yeah. And here you were, you're like, well, you know what? I have a couple roads in front of me. One is biomedical, super genius, uh, neurosurgeon. And the other one is like, I'm going to build like complicated things with my brain and, and hands. And popsicle sticks. Yeah. And popsicle sticks. And you're doing this at 18 years old, Lauren. It's, it's hard. I think that it's a combination of, you know, there's the pressure from society of having to you know, you're asking a kid what they want to do the rest of their lives. But I think there's also the competitive nature just amongst your peers of saying, you know, you got to be the best. You got to do the hardest courses. You got to do all these things in order to get into that university and have your grades be better than that other person. And education became less about a creative and exploratory journey. Interesting. That could be like the smartest thing I've said on this podcast so far. That's Um, actually a really great point though. Thank you. 
the fact that creativity and the fun that occurs in learning and pushing yourself in a new direction gets lost when you're forced to do something or when you're just trying to keep up with right joanne what's her name and why is it that like all people naturally like to learn we like to learn about different things different people like this is why we watch even tv you know you're you might be zoning out but at the same time you're watching something new and you're absorbing that information So it's it's just kind of a funny pattern to see how education in the formal sense is about stress and competing and getting to the top versus education as an adult. So speaking of reverting, it's like we try to revert and then make our education about mm-hmm. being exploratory and fun yeah. and learning. Have you read that new book? Have you watched this documentary? Or like it, it just becomes more of that fun, inquisitive journey. Yeah. And it's not treated that way and it's not taught that way when you're when you're young. So to me, I've actually been now working on a few projects on essentially helping show young students and like girls obviously, I'd like to show that, but it doesn't limit it between girls and boys of saying there's so many unique intersections that you don't have to pick a path mm-hmm. as a kid. And I think that's only because I've I've gone about my career, career, if you can call it that, in such a, an unconventional sense mm-hmm. of just following that curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm trying to let other young people know that that's not a bad thing. You don't have to pick between sports and theater, between art or business and science. like Between rock and roll and rap. <laughs> You can do it all. And I think that's what, that's what attracted me to you. That's what drew me to you when I met you because you were the third Leafs host that I'd worked with during my career at Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment. And And the third white blonde girl. And the third white blonde girl. uh, All three of which are all still friends. You know what? I know. You guys are all, you guys are all amazing. Uh, And Danielle who came after you. All four. And I was able to, I was lucky I was able to keep you know, close ties with all of you. But it's like, okay, here's Lauren. She's the new, you know, in-game host for the Maple Leafs. I'm like, hey, Lauren, how's it going? And whatever, we laugh, we hang out, we do our thing, we go about work. And then it's like, oh yeah, did you know she won this thing? And I was like, Lauren? Her? And then it's like, oh yeah, do you know she's in school for engineering? What kind of engineering? For mechanical, industrial engineering. And I'm like, you try to do the math on the whiteboard, right? And you're, you're like, okay, how does pageant plus in-game host, <laughs> plus industrial engineering, equal one human being. Yeah. But I think it's because you had that freedom, whether it was given you or passed on to you from, from your mother or your grandmother, or you just had it inherently to explore whatever you want to explore. And I'm fortunate, yeah. I've said this several times on the podcast, my mother, the one thing she did the greatest, she did lots of things great, but one thing in particular she told me, she instilled for me in a very young age, she's like, Clayton, you have the ability to do anything you want. Hmm. She's like, if you want to become a doctor, you can become a doctor. If you want to be a lawyer, you could become a lawyer. You have the ability to be anything you want. And it was my own stupidity. I just decided to go pick up a film camera and be like, I want to do this. But, and she completely encouraged, I don't want to, but it's just funny. I'm like, oh, I doctor, lawyer, you know, neurosurgeon. And I'm like, I'm going to play with cameras for the rest of my no, life. No, but we call it stupidity, but it's curiosity. It is. And that's exactly what it is. And it allowing yourself to be curious. Yeah. And it's okay. I, I'd say anyone who's younger getting into it, always have a plan, but never be afraid to change your plan. 
Yeah, I like right? that. Because a lot. you always want to you want to be working towards something. You don't want to mm-hmm. be stagnant. Yeah. But never be afraid to be like, you know what? I might like this other thing better. Yeah. So I'm going to go try this and see if I like it better. And that goes for business as well. Like it, it's funny because I've kind of had this this debate as two different trains of thought in how people go about their careers because I, I have a few friends and there's no right or wrong way, but I definitely have a few friends who believe going about your career path is you pick a goal, you set that goal and you put up the blinders next to it so nothing else distracts you from attaining that goal. To me, that's never worked. I personally... And I think it's just what what fits you best. If you are 100% passionate on that single goal and that's where you want to be and that's where you focus and perform your best, go for it. I perform my best when I'm constantly getting an influx of knowledge coming from unconventional areas that can share a different perspective. And that also goes to your point of it then opens up your mind if you're if you are a person who's willing to pivot and change, which I'm I'm very entrepreneurial driven, I'd say like, you know, I haven't formally started my own company, but I've constantly had these different projects and ideas in mind. And you and I've chatted about them. I've got two kind of in the works right now, but like, I, I know one day I'm going to have my own business. And that partly comes from having a mom who, so my, my grandfather became a state farm agent in Toronto um, I don't know if that smirk is like, I love State Farmer. I hate no, State Farmer. I was trying to remember the jingle and I don't have like it. Like a good neighbor, State yeah. Farmer is there. State Farmer is there. That's right. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm, with a giant and bear. And you're a singer. Oh God, that oh was, t- I probably like broke a few speakers <laughs> of who just was listening to that. Um, <laughs> I do this terrible singing voice where it's like not actually singing, but it's more like parody singing. I'm, it's, I it's always said, funny enough. We'll do this one time off podcast because I don't want to lose any more listeners. <laughs> but I do this thing where I always say that I was born in the wrong era because yeah. I can do like 80s hair metal. I can just kind of fit into it. It's like I, I find the register in my voice that's like, yeah, that's totally 80s hair metal. It's your past life. It's my past life. You that's know that did. that's a past life yeah, in there. I died of a drug overdose in 1983 <laughs> and was reborn as Clayton Everett Hansler in 1984. Destined for very big things, including working at a sandwich shop and later cutting Marley's highlights. <laughs> Does hair metal have a name? No, but should we name your alter ego? My yeah. alter your ego. past life? Alter my ego past, past life? life. My, my, yeah. Yeah. Can it just be Steve? No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Steve, like, I feel like he went on stage. Steve would go on stage as like, oh, whatever, Luscious Unicorn or something like that. That's my future life as a drag queen. I'll be Luscious Unicorn in my next I life. See, that's a great name. Or Saturday Nights if you're in that's the village. great. Luscious I love unicorn. that name. Yeah. We're going to roll with it. Yeah. I'm going to make t-shirts. Somebody make that a hashtag or a meme right now. <laughs> right now. If you're but driving, think, drop everything. I Pull think over Steve, and Steve was have... the guy. Steve was my singer. Steve, uh, we were like speaking it. about alter egos coming in. Steve is mine. Gloria oh, we're gonna is yours. That. We're going to revisit Gloria. Are you going to come to Gloria later? See. Yeah. It's, so see. Just you wait. See. That's all I'll preview Gloria for now. <laughs> that is not my... What did, who, who'd you say Luscious Unicorn was? Luscious Unicorn. Yeah, that's Gloria's not my Luscious Unicorn no. side life, I swear. Luscious Unicorn's when I'm singing Whitney Houston. Oh, that's so good. I need to write a tally. I'm going to have to re-listen to this podcast, skip over my voice, and write all the things that I really, really hope that I'm going to hold you to it. Yeah, I'll just, I'll do like Instagram videos or, oh, or something on YouTube. I'll, I'll get the props. All of these, will we? 
It'll be fun. Oh, I have the cameras here. It's like, so we can hard it to happen. find props in Toronto. I constantly have like, I don't know what it is in the past year. I'm always thinking of like SNL skits in my head and I have a whole note on my phone for it. And it's so hard and expensive in Toronto to find props. I'm so jealous of New York and LA and how cheap it is to do this. All I want is a customs border uniform for something small and funny and a ton of other options. There's a place on King Street just past Spadina that can get you all that kind of stuff. For how much? And we've gone... Oh, well, it all depends what you think is expensive. $200 for like a full uniform or 218 or whatever it is isn't a lot of money to me. No, but in New no. York, it's like 10 bucks. What? That's like, yeah, there's a, like my friends in these cities are like, no, you can rent things for like these jokes, little parody things. If you think of it for so cheap. Oh. Yeah. See, I just, Toronto, I'm sorry. I ruined it together. for you already. Come on. Uh, speaking of entrepreneurial things, if anybody feels like running with that business, that'd be great. Um, We're going to call it third it. city. Luscious Unicorn. A luscious Unicorn in Third City starring Lauren Howe. Palace of Wonders. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever taken improv? Look at a lot of... Ca- no. Actually, no. no. I did like one drop-in class at Second City. I loved it. Oh, you should. It's so great. I think we'd have fun. I totally do. Yeah, it. we'll just do... I don't know if you can dedicate the time. Your schedule is pretty crazy. Oh, it's so be worth it, But though. we can... We, we totally need to do like just one of the... Second City is great for it, actually. Yeah. You have you done that? Uh, I have. Yeah. But you have to start off like the back of the room class. Like like the... Be- not, <laughs> you're the, the newcomer, but okay. that's half the fun is yeah. w- working your way through. It was Akil who we both work oh, with as well. Yeah. He was the first one that I knew that, that went to Second City no and way. took improv classes. I could see and that. He told everyone, he was like, just do it. It'll help you just yeah. in talking to people yeah. without microphones and cameras on. Yeah. That's it. Someone, That's why I did the drop-in class, I think, just as like as a joke and also just hanging out with friends, doing something different. But uh, I had that advice from someone randomly, but they also did course. They're like, I give this to like business executives and CEOs and tell them to go because it literally just has the ability to like loosen you up in your yeah. public speaking. It's yeah. less formal and structured and blah, blah, blah. Anyways. And allows you um, to jump off other people's points. And as you said, be less structured, not be so totally. stuck to whatever your notes say. Totally. And that's actually a funny thing with pageants is where you see all the hilarious, but I cringe for the girl and feel awful for them at the same time are the, the those things that go viral of a woman giving an answer that people are like, oh, wow, look at her. She's so dumb. Like, no, no, she's not no, dumb. Yeah. She had a structured train of thought of what she previously memorized. She got given a question that she was already thinking about her answer while the question was being said. So she heard one word, which was education. And then she dives into the US of Iraq and such as, and she realizes it's about maps. And she's right. like, oh God, I've already said all this. And yeah. here we go. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I was going down a logical road. I just heard the wrong thing at the beginning. Bingo. Which happens to all of us. Absolutely. Except for, you know, we don't typically do it on stage and international television. Right, I do it on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's Anyway, so that's like, it's just so funny because exactly, like you you have to be able to think on your feet and twist and turn and pivot and like we were saying before. I feel like I started two other stories earlier that I totally forget. It's great. It'll be, that'll be one of the gags when we, we, we usually do like a roll call of all everything that happens in a podcast yeah it'll be like that story lauren didn't finish about yeah and then that other story lauren didn't finish about so you're like this this sports phenom i'm gonna call you a sports phenom yeah. i hope you're okay with that uh you're the sports phenom turned pageant winner yes then you know consider neuroscience but thought you know what i'm gonna tone it down a little bit because my shaky hand when i have too much coffee and i'm gonna be an industrial engineer 
But while I'm going to school for, to be become an industrial engineer. Oh, wait, that's the education story in between. Because that's how, like, like I had the smallest window of opportunity where I was going into biomedical science at McGill. But I, was, I had the sudden realization to do biomedical engineering. Perfect. And McGill was in the process of approving it. And basically, I just showed up. And every single week at McGill, I'd go into the registrar and say, like, hey, What's the curriculum? What do I need as my prereqs to transfer in second year to the program you're about to approve? So they laid it out for me. They said, yeah, you got to take instead of an arts course, you do linear algebra because that's what you want to do instead of arts. And the other thing was they're like, OK, but you need to do this first year engineering physics where the prereqs high school physics. And I think I literally just lied. I was like, OK, no problem. And I don't think they ever check my transcript. I'm on it. Yeah. Uh huh. And it got the even, textbook last week. Even if they did, I think I, and this is what I mean by being the black swan to future students, is I just like sat there and some stories I used the word convinced them that I was capable of still taking this course. But the alternative is you were just annoying enough that they wanted to watch you try. Exactly. Just as a joke and be like, sure, go ahead, kid. Give it her, give her a go. See how this goes. Anyway, so that's how I ended up um, in the in the track for engineering without being in the program that by the time I transferred to U of T, I had the credits. And is that when you went from biomedical in engineering over to industrial engineering? Yes, that was, I was going to I'm U of T. I'm using a lot of terms that are far bigger. That is actually bigger, so accurate though. Far bigger than my brain allows. <laughs> so if I screw up, just give me the wink. And I'll let you take over again. <laughs> this is why I studied it. It sounds fancy and I just want to keep repeating it. Uh, biomedical engineering, biomedical instead. engineering. <laughs> yeah, but see, I can't write an essay for the life of me. Um, U of T, I went there for their biomedical engineering program because mm-hmm. McGill kept delaying the process. Mm-hmm. And without wanting to risk it, I switched U of T. Now that program is a subset of something else called engineering science, which funny story, there's a lot of forums online, which you realize you should take seriously. It's people giving their honest opinions Mm -hmm. on forums. Once you hit university and you're like, oh wow, people are speaking the truth, right? And I read a week before the program started a ton of reviews on the engineering science program as a whole, which unfortunately mine fell under that wing. And they said, you're going to, U of T is going to hate me for repeating this. I said this at a talk to high school students touring U of T and the poor (laughs) woman. And they were like, what are you doing? Oh no. She, she immediately tried to rectify it afterwards, stood up and she was like, well, it's not that bad. Uh, (laughs) It was an old program. We've changed our Dean of uh, specifically what I repeated. <laughs> specifically what I repeated is a little worse. Uh, where, in, and this is quote unquote what I read, is you if you come to this program, you are buying a one-way ticket to hell. You are going to come face to face with the devil himself. And I think someone corrected that answer to say, or herself. And then it was, you'll never, you will literally never see the light of day if you enjoy doing anything else in your life. Nope. That is a hard no for Lauren. So I found the industrial engineering program and it sounded a little better. So I went there. (laughs) You're like, oh my goodness. I like doing things. Let me tell you a story of how I can't relate to you. You ready for this? (laughs) So 17 year old Clayton decides he wants to take the big boy classes. And so he selects both biology and chemistry and he gets two weeks in and he says, oh, you know what? I don't need to do this. I don't need this to graduate. 
I'm going to take phys ed and I'm going to take drama. Grade you were 12. Fit and creative. Grade I was uh what happened? I went to grade 12 and I'm like, "No, no, no, it's time to buckle down. I'm going to take biology, I'm going to take chemistry." That time I made it 3 weeks and I said, "No, thank you. I'm going to take photography and I'm going to take aeronautics cuz it was a brand new class." Where Lauren in the same position says, "I am not going to take science of smart stuff, whatever it was. I instead I'm going to take another engineering course, which is going to be as equally demanding on my life. And sure, maybe you didn't come face to face with the devil of him or herself. (laughs) But you're never shy to take on a challe. Yeah, not a ring at the n- end of it. You're not. You get you, a really fancy ring, That's actually. I, mean. I always get very proud whenever I see you in all the interviews that you've done, or when we had the fortune of watching you in, in uh, the recent both Miss Universe Canada yeah. competition yeah. and Miss Universe competition. Seeing that ring, and I knew how proud you were of it Aww, and how much it you. meant, and just the fact that you could show that off. and break a stereotype at the same time and show people there's more to life than what box someone can put you in. Yeah. It was so insanely encouraging to me Aww. having been a friend for I don't know 5 years, 6 years, how long have we know each do other. Don't do math. I don't. Don't I can't do I the math. Like you went to the smart schools. You should do the math. I don't know. I graduated. I got my ring on my. Own. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to do addition anymore, folks. especially when we have to subtract 2018 from 20 um <laughs> but then as we like saw you go through that it was and the reason why I brought up the platform or the things you spoke about in 2011 is you never changed your tune no. that it was so important to you when you're on a bigger stage when you're in Las Vegas at arguably one of the biggest events in that field oh, that you. you wanted to bring the same messages Yeah. to people that you did originally. Oh, thank you. I I feel, you know, You're I, welcome. It's just the truth, yeah. but you have to pay me a compliment now. That's the way the Canadian barter system goes. Oh. <laughs> Man. But but bring me now to Las Vegas and what yeah. after you've experienced all this life in all these different paths. Yeah. that you then say these are the messages that I find important. So, you know, it, it's kind of a funny process. Like while I I loved my experience at Miss Universe, I I personally felt a little disappointed with the fact I didn't get my message out there as I would have liked. And truth be told, honestly, like that that's okay because that just kind of added a little bit more fire to me to say okay how can i do this how can i elevate that because to no like fault of the miss universe organization but like they have 93 girls that they need to pick a story for each one of them and how to tell that story in less than i don't even know i feel like it's like 15 to 30 seconds So I know my background is all over, all over the place a little bit and you know what do you pick? Yeah. And there's I I kind of just wish I and I've put full blame on myself to not to wish I kind of sat there and said, "You know what? This is the thing that's really really important to me. I'd love to focus on this and can this be my sound bite." Which is a really good lesson in life, but also for anybody who is young, especially going through the entertainment side of things, don't feel pressured to rush through something and be able to kind of take a step back even before you go into interviews re- think about the question of 
What do you want people to take away about you? What's that one thing you want them to realize? And think about it before you walk in a room, because when you walk in a room, everything just flies at you left, right, and center. And in a way, you're almost on autopilot. Because Absolutely. You're just kind of skipping from from question to answer to answer to answer to answer. Absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I think that's like a, a, just a really, really important lesson. So, but because of that, like, uh, oh, thrilling though, that even, you know, obviously engineering was still addressed and uh, it just kind of was really heartwarming seeing a bunch of even messages from people from around the world saying, hey there, like, you, I'm also an engineer and you really inspired me. Like, I think I sent a video to an engineering program in the Philippines. They just asked, they're like, can you provide us with advice? Like, we're also an industrial engineering. Uh, we watch Atmos Universe, blah, blah, blah. And just, it, it was kind of weird too, because I wish, I, I was hoping for it to have been live, but they're like, no, no, Dick, don't worry about it. Like time zones. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, right. Good point. Thanks. I was like, okay, fair, fair. Uh, so just like record something and send it. So it was just kind of a, a cool moment suddenly having this influx of people being like, because you know what I mean? You record something, yep. you send it somewhere and you go, I don't really know. Like, is it is like one person going to be in that room? Like yeah. two people? Are they going to react? Are they all going to laugh at me because I can't <laughs> see what they're actually doing? Like, ah, and uh, just the to, pressure builds. Oh my Lord. I think I had mild anxiety <laughs> for like a week because I didn't hear from anybody. So I was like, oh God, it went terribly. They hated me. Yeah. yeah. They actually just awesome. deleted it. They didn't show it to anybody. Like literally probably burned a disc because that's what I know. I still know what that means. You Hello. Still, you, you sent them a DVD, which was crazy yeah. because we could just Dropbox it now, but you're like, no, I must do it this way. No, uh, you got a thumb drive and mailed it to the that's Philippines. That's what I mean. The 2000s Y2Kers, like they, they, you have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> so how, how then do you contrast the message that you brought across the message you wanted to bring across? Where, yeah. where, where does the difference lie? Um, I, I, I'm a nitpicky perfectionist. So for me, <laughs> I just really kind of in hindsight, wish I'd given a soundbite that was about stereotypes mm-hmm. and about breaking that stereotype, no matter what industry you're a part of. And specifically for women in male dominated fields, because yes, like I, I've been pigeonholed in multiple categories mm-hmm. of the things I'm involved in, whether it be the entertainment side of hosting and modeling. Yep, tall, blonde, white girl <laughs> hits a few check boxes, Check. which yep. people are just immediately don't want to hear what you have to say afterwards. Yep. And then in science and, and engineering and then the sports side of things as well, like the sports side kind of almost ties in with the entertainment stereotype. Um, but it's it's just really, really letting people know that you don't, want to stay in one of those boxes and you don't have to either. You've been able to use uh, your time with Miss Universe Canada and then Miss yeah. Universe to 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 springboard into some new ventures. And I don't want to spoil any surprises, <laughs> but there is a very encouraging vote or referendum. Do you call it a referendum that yes. happened in Ireland yes. just a few weeks before we recorded this? And that was something we spoke about months ago. Yeah. And we put it on our radar. And it's something we spoke about like days after it happened. Yeah. I can just say it all, but people are actually listening to hear your voice and not mine. No, how take this, it away. How is this something? I sound like a man, so how, it's all good. Just take it away. Hi, I'm the Batman. <laughs> Tell me about the Ireland uh, uh, vote. Yes. Cast in the so speaking of stereotypes, yep. you know, the, uh, there's so many incredible, like the best part of Miss Universe were, was the girls and the girls who take part in this. And they all come from these crazy and incredible backgrounds and stories. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe it was Miss Vietnam was a child soldier turned model. Holy Miss, smokes. Yep. Uh, that's, 
real. Yeah, very, very real. real. Throw that out real quick. Miss USA is a nuclear scientist. Miss Venezuela is a mechanical engineer turned, I think it was like television host. And she lives in Toronto now, FYI. Really? Yeah. She should be on the podcast. Um, The, so this whole like stereotype about what pageant girls are like is actually behind the scenes when we're having dinners and lunches like we're we want to talk about things that are you know whether it's it's issues or life for women in all these different countries and miss ireland shared one day at lunch about essentially the abortion situation that's there so this is already back in november before you heard anything in the news about abortion rights and i'll kind of repeat it in case anybody doesn't know what had just happened. Since 1983, abortions have always been illegal in Ireland. And sorry, they've always been illegal in Ireland regardless. In 1983, they introduced something called the Eighth Amendment, which put equal rights to life on a child, on an unborn child and the mother. That means if the mother were to seek an illegal abortion, she faces first degree murder and 14 years in prison. So you can imagine if a girl's like 14, 15, like, what are your options at that point? Like literally double, like the entire time you've been alive on this earth, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to go to prison for equal that potentially if you get caught. Mm -hmm. And it's a few amendments have happened since then, basically saying if the mother's life is at risk, then an abortion can operate. We will permit it. Kind of, right? Wild. And it's it's funny because I've actually spoken to a doctor about this and they're like, it's actually very hard to tell until it's too late for the life of the mother. Like it's it's just, and, and that happened. I believe it was in 2001, 2011 or 2001, I'm leaning towards 2001, where there was a case where that, that exact thing happened in Ireland. It was too late. And unfortunately the mother passed away. It's really, really interesting because as a Commonwealth country and Ireland is not by any means a developing nation, you wouldn't think something like that is so strict despite, yes, the very Catholic nature of, of things there. So anyways, so I we actually wanted to film the this so sorry I I totally missed the whole part of this is no, there was a referendum that happened yeah. in last month in Ireland mm-hmm. to say will we repeal or replace the Eighth Amendment and it was insane like looking at at the crowds of people that came out on both sides and just totally polarizing opposite views I was following it in the news for months and months and months wanting to be on the ground to film what was going on and then my appendix nearly burst. It was insanely unfortunate because we had, yeah. in April, spoken about it ahead of time. Absolutely. And clearly, you know, your body had different plans. Yep. But it allowed you maybe a little bit of breathing room to focus on what was going on. As you said, you followed along on social media. Yeah. And, and, and I cried. I'm not even kidding. When the referendum vote came out, basically, again, if you have already read this in the news, surprise, yeah. they repealed it. Yeah. So it like it just this uh, this awesome step, and it's kind of like an interesting path for me because my family has had their own personal history mm-hmm. with why our family is actually against abortions, mm-hmm. but at the same time, as a woman with a uterus in 2018 you know, that's, I I personally would like to have the choice. And that at the end of the day for me is, is my stance is I just believe in choice. 
So if your family and whoever your you your religious beliefs or whatever it is believes in not having an abortion, go for it. But at least allow the choice to the individuals who who need it. And also because there's like incredible high numbers of youth homelessness in Ireland as well. So I, I don't know how, you know, I, I personally think that might be correlated. Choice is an interesting thing. And it's something that's been, I'd say, front and center in the news mm-hmm. for at least the last two and a half years. I'll let someone else connect the dots on that. <laughs> But Hashtag. I heard one of the most uh, interesting things from author, I hope I don't mess up her name, it's Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. Ooh. And I, I hope I came as close to, to the proper pronunciation not, as we'll possible. If not, we'll do a voice dub. Uh, she's on the forefront of feminism. And she was asked, why, why would you call yourself a feminist? Why don't you call yourself a humanist? Mm-hmm. Why don't you call yourself uh, an equalist? I'm out here for equality. Right. And she said, no, 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 don't confuse me. I am a humanist. And I am here for equality, but we have to give a name to the problem. She mm. says the problem isn't men getting a choice of what to do with their body or mm. what have you. It, the problem we face right now is women being able to have a choice to have an equal say. And in part, like having grown up in Canada, part of me is astonished when we when we spoke about Ireland for the first time because mm-hmm. it is so out of my stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. You know, both, I think, having been brought up in Canada and also being a male, that this is something that someone else can make a choice on your behalf. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me appreciate the fact that, no, 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 we can't just, we, we have to identify a problem in order to take steps to correct a problem. Yeah. And in, in, in all that you've actually told on the podcast, but in all the stories we've had outside of it, you have been fortunate enough to meet some unbelievable women who are taking strides in incredible ways to make sure from from corner to corner that the misunderstanding is removed. Like there's no one has the right to make a decision for you, whether you are, you know, Dylan sitting at the computer or you are Lauren sitting beside me or you are Steve or Gloria or the luscious unicorn that we should hold in our hands the opportunity to take each step and to guide ourselves. And in this really funny way, for me at least looking at your life, I can see the root of that so many years back when you said, I just want to break stereotypes. Mm. And here we are a decade later, not quite a decade later from when that interview, but I can't do the math seven years later. (laughs) I I should really, if I want to be insightful... I should not mess things up. This is my learning <laughs> from the podcast. Yeah, if you give me a little wiggle room on a joke, you know, I'm like just piling <laughs> on to that too. <laughs> I don't want to say, do you feel fortunate? That's such a loaded question. Yeah. But you, you're, you're one of a very special group. You truly are. I promised you a coffee if you get thirsty. I, I'm, I'm one of those great people at a dinner table where I'll make sure I ask the question just as soon as someone puts a fork full of food in their mouth. And I decided to ask Lauren the question just as soon as she took a sip of water. And spilled it down half and, of me <laughs> and like just struggled. That Ta-da! Was See? Following insightful conversation. Give me a Very, little wiggle room on a joke. Just complete fool. Yeah. How have you been inspired by some of the people you get to work alongside? I... Oh, it's very heavy. Yeah, I know. No, no, but I like that question. I think it kind of partly correlates to 
having that happy balance of the two different approaches to going about your career. It's not necessarily accomplishing a goal because I 100% believe in set a goal, set a timeline. And I think I forget who it was, but a business, a, a business man that I admire, I feel like he's on Dragon's Den or something like that. I can't remember. Whenever I get nervous, I always sing the words too. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he, there was one quote and it was like, a goal without a timeline is just a dream. So I 100% believe in that. Like if you have a goal, set milestones, make a timeline, make a schedule and work towards it. But I also don't believe in the factor of setting blinders on both sides of you because I think incredible things can happen if you take the time to listen to other people's insights and stories because everybody has something totally unique and different to share. And that that's kind of been a learning process for me in one of the projects I'm working on, which I'm, I can't speak too many details about yet, but I've pivoted, I, I've started it as my sheltered little baby. I didn't want to tell too many people about it because I didn't, I was so scared that someone like, oh, they might take my idea and run with it. And it just, about, I think it took maybe two months for me to start gathering a few insights and realizing the value of hearing what other people have to say and the input they have to provide. And, and that's how something grows. It doesn't grow by like, nobody's a super genius. I mean, yeah. Okay. Like Elon Musk. Cool. Uh, (laughs) Sure, buddy. Good luck with that. (laughs) SpaceX. I bet he doesn't have many friends. Flamethrowers. You heard with the flamethrower too? I wanted to bring that up. And I was, you know, you're super cool. It was on on the radio and they were like, what do people want need with a flamethrower anyway? And I'm like, okay, I appreciate your stand on the radio, but clearly you don't know boys. Because I would I would cook hot dogs with it. I don't care. I'd do anything with it. I'd just take it in the backyard and expend all the fuel in it just and shoot it around. Well, this is, did you hear about the demo that he did for the year anniversary of the flame? Because like he did it last year and everybody thought it was a joke and then it sold out within minutes or something, right? And this year he did a kind of a celebratory demo where he set up this, there's this giant sign being like flamethrower, which I think legally he's not allowed to call it that. So every tweet now he does is like, brought to you by not a flamethrower. <laughs> like he just calls it not a flamethrower now. <laughs> like, um, it's a fire shooter, okay? No, no, the, the name of it now is not a flamethrower. No, he, he, the No other additional thought given to it. And I love it. Absolutely. That's why he's a super genius. See? Right? I mean, sorry, cool man. I'm trying not to seem impressed or anything. Like, But they set up the demo of people just showing up with a flamethrower and toasting a marshmallow on a very tall stick. Man, it's amazing. that was my idea. <laughs> I said hot dog, but potato, potato. Yeah. But like genuinely, that's what he did. It would have me Great sold. Man. How much are they? Do you know? I want to say buy, like 300. I'll buy three. Done. Brought to you by Not a Flamethrower. Brought to you by the Stringer Podcast, starring Lauren Howe. Brought to you by Not a Flamethrower. <laughs> Coming up next, before we leave, Gloria. I want to know, ah! will we have to meet Gloria or at least know the story behind Gloria? Uh, okay. we, we, we went all over the map. I feel bad. Yeah. I feel like I didn't really give you a concise like story to yeah. follow. I just keep throwing things at you. I'm trying to think of another funny story. Okay, so I'll tell Gloria and then I'll tell, because we haven't touched on the Leafs much, so I'll tell a funny story from the Leafs after. Because that was oh, so, many, Gloria, so many great Leafs, moments. And this will just be the anecdotal podcast. Done. 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 All stories. 
<laughs> no streamline. You know what it is? I think I, I watched a podcast or watched. Yes, I, I watched sat at my too. computer the entire time. There's Timothy Ferris and and Joe. I feel so guilty. I don't know his last name, but one of the co-founders of Airbnb. If Dylan, anyone knows, you, Dylan would know. I just I heard he, he, I heard that sound go. Yeah, he's <gasps> like, oh, I know this, Dylan. I don't. Are I we hate fact checking? On the spot, but he knows like stupid amounts. He is Google. Yes. I'm pretty sure Dylan is Google. So you're listening to the podcast. Watson, or watching, is that your real name? Yeah. You're watching the podcast. Yes, watching the podcast. Very intense. And life. he's such a good storyteller. He's so good that like, I I don't know. I feel like I have a strive and a desire to strive. That's not a thing. Yeah. Um, to a drive. Be, see, I'm like, this is where the stumbling of the two hours Hive. of sleep is. <laughs> Live. Stop making it what, worse. What other things rhyme with drive? <laughs> because that's definitely what you were thinking. <laughs> um, having the drive to become a better storyteller. So anyways, super, super good podcast. Nothing as good as this one though. <laughs> Thanks. Absolutely. I no, mean, no, no. You were telling that story in contrast to this. That's what I mean. You're like, guys, if, if he's a storyteller, if but you I, want a really good storyteller, go don't. over here. Thanks. I just lost half my listenership. <laughs> Miss don't. Universe Canada. Don't. I was looking for one endorsement. <laughs> no, this is the Come most on. inspiring podcast I've less ever listened to in my life. This specific one, and that one just happens to be an extra little cherry on top, and that's all. That's everything. Um, so long, farewell. <laughs> brought to you by Gloria. Um, I'm just getting kicked out. Yeah. Okay. So Gloria. Wow. This is my favorite. So I've, I've come to discover that I think I have, no, I'm sure I have a Latina alter ego named Mm -hmm. Gloria. It's not a past life thing. No. It is like, this is turned on at times. She's living in me now. And that's a sentence a woman has hard time saying, and I should really think through things sometimes, but it kind of evolved. She is so woke right now. So woke. So woke. And so glad I threw that in there. It was like my word of the week and I finally got to use it. <laughs> it's not like it's written on the giant board beside us. <laughs> you weren't supposed to tell me I can't see it. <laughs> so at Miss Universe, they separate you into three different groups. One is, I believe it's Africa and Asia. Another one is Europe. And then you have the Americas. So let's break down which countries are a part of the Americas. You have all of South America, all of Central America, the United States, and then little lonely pasty Lauren in Canada. <laughs> oh, it's true. It's true. The we Great do White have, North represent. The Great White North is the color of my skin tone. <laughs> how many? So how big was your group? You said 93 contestants. 93 total. And I feel like it was roughly, let's say, 31? roughly even. So let's yeah. say it was 30 something yeah. girls per group. So um, I I love Spanish countries, Spanish speaking countries. I, I've kind of, I like languages too. So I kind of, I'm fluent in French, but I pick up a little bit of, of Spanish because of it. And I have, what we were joking about this earlier, is when you have the accent, when you say some Spanish sentences, mm-hmm. people think you speak Spanish and then they just like let her rip. They unload on you because I think they're encouraged, right? If you see someone from out of yeah. town who's made the effort to use your language, you're like, oh, this is incredible. Now I can tell them all the secrets of the city. Totally. Unfortunately, we don't understand the rest of the language. I mean, right. So just like the five sentences, that's all I need to get by. And then I walk away from a conversation. But nope, nope. Instead, I nod there and smile and just go, see, 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 (laughs) see. Until they look confused and I go, no. 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 And if they still look confused, I just walk away. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. And you just storm off. Exactly. Put your hands in the air. They get the point. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, that could go either way, right? <laughs> so being like, I, I always love that. Do a little bit of Spanish, like hablo muy poquito español, like like, <laughs> like good enough. Like soy Lauren, donde donde Canadá, like da da da, and. So at Miss Universe, we got part like moved to our groups, and that's yeah. who you spend a lot of time with during rehearsals. So you know, I, and my roommate was Carmen. For, sorry, I like I say Carmen as if it's like you know Carmen, yeah, right? Yeah, Carmen. Um, yeah, come on, Carmen. Carmen. <laughs> my roommate was Dominican Republic. Oh, and incredible! She's fluent in English, but we would always do these live streams as a joke because whenever I went on her live stream on her social channels, they'd be like, "Say something in Spanish," and be like, "Hola, cómo estás." Oh, bien. Oh, and then people bien. would lose their mind. Yeah, They'd yeah. be like, oh my God, Miss Canada can speak Spanish. She's and, so funny. Yeah. And then I would walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. So fast forward. So basically, you know, hanging around like a ton of like Latinas and Portuguese. And it's just, it's so much fun. Then a few months later in February this year, I had a photo shoot down in Havana. And there. Orana. Havana. Havana. Yeah, I gotta stop doing that. I forget people are gonna hear this. The so we're going about doing our photo shoot, and you know, like, like catcalling's more of a thing there. In Canada, if somebody catcalls me, I just like yeah, I get awkward, or yeah. I try to be like, oh my god, who's calling me? Yeah, yeah. And you like pick why, up your why phone. Why are you just, doing this? Although it's acceptable yeah. if we chase you across the street. Then you I'll engage in conversation. You just don't want to be yelled at from across the street. <laughs> well, I just don't know what to do. I'm like, it's I'm confusing being a guy. Okay, we got all these rules to follow. I'm not even being a guy. Like, I don't know what to do. Is like, I feel like a, you know, the the teenager who's just discovering how to speak to the other sex. sex. I'm like, uh, 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 Lauren, you too. Come estoy. Hey, lady, you look beautiful. I'm like, you too. I think yeah. someone said something to me the other day. He was walking his dogs, and he's like oh, you're so beautiful or something like whatever. And I was like, oh my God, your dog is gorgeous. And I didn't realize how rude that was back. (laughs) Remember the thing I said about having to compliment someone back? You did it too. Yeah, but I realized, but then I panic and then I'm like, oh, your dog. Oh, so are you. And then I just, I'm like, I got to get out of this conversation. So you're being catcalled in Havana. So I get catcalled in Havana and we're wearing, like, it's like a bridal shoot. So I'm wearing this massive wedding gown. Actually, Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome. All 32 of the outfits I tried on and the respective husbands I ran away from. <laughs> All 33 of them. <laughs> the one so, you ended up getting married in blue jeans and a white button-up shirt. It's exactly, amazing. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, so I get catcalled in Havana. I'm walking down the street. Instead of awkward, normal Lauren Howe doing her thing as what she would do in Canada. <laughs> I can see this. Gloria one. comes out. And Gloria, it's like somebody had been teaching me earlier different things, being like, papi, and like things like that. That's not how you tell people off, by the way. I hope they told you that. This, but I know. Oh, I know. We were, it was very much made aware to me. Um, But but that's where Gloria came in, is suddenly this like confident, I can't decide what country Gloria is from yet, no. but I want to say Columbia just for modern family for the sake of it. But Gloria comes out and she just walks by. Literally, I did a 360 turn in heels in front of this group of guys. I'm like less than a foot away from. And I go, 
Si, papi, no. And then I walk away. <laughs> I wish he could see her face right now. Yeah. She has so much attitude. Then, right? Yeah. It's not just speaking in Spanish. No, it's like it's, you gotta it's own somebody it. else. But the best part is, as I as I did it, and then I walked away, and I think like the look on my face, if anybody could have seen it at the time, I literally, I paused and I said, I don't know who just took over me. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? It's a possession. That's what it is. I mean, sure, you, like the exorcism of Lauren Howe. <laughs> you have to exorcise Gloria Howe from Lauren so we can have her back. It's a great Gloria. movie idea. Gloria Howe. Gloria. Yeah. So anyways, that's that's the story of Gloria and she comes out sometimes. She's marvelous, by play the way. Play some bachata, play some, play some salsa <laughs> somewhere in Toronto and like Gloria suddenly has hips. Lauren does not have hips. I was going to say, are you a dancer? No. No, me neither. That's a very I'm, quick no. Gloria, I, I don't know yet. She's incredible. It's unbelievable. I don't know where it all comes from and heels and everything. But, yeah. But Lauren Howe. You don't even you have know. to give Gloria margaritas and she's like all up on that dance floor. <laughs> I learned this really important thing years ago and it taught me not to dance. Someone, a good friend said, uh, white boys dance with their knees and not with their hips. And then it's the next true. time I went out, I was like, oh yeah, I, I do. And so then I realized I'm really good at sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, it's great. I'm a great sitter. I can tap on the table sometimes. And if I have to buy a round of beer, completely hands down. You know what you got to go to? You got to go to like a Ukrainian New Year's for yeah. dancing. Why? Is it's it like, fun. Do they all dance in circles? Is that when you grab? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the circle like, dancing like and they like break, break out the dancing. violin and everything. It is so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's definitely on my top list of things to do. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. It right very after, much should right be. after I need to have a luscious unicorn. New Year's yep. first, and then the one afterwards. Yeah, we can have Dimitri New Year's. Uh, oh, it's Orthodox schedule though, so it's totally in like like end of January, early February. So, so I could do Luscious Unicorn yes. and then skip over and do my Same Dimitri. Thing. Oh, done. this is brilliant. Yeah, we need to. We after this is done, we'll bust out our schedules. I'll show Lock you eighties hair metal. Please, Steven. Please, and then we were gonna decide on what nights all these gonna come out yep. and what props we need to make this work yes. properly. Yeah. You yeah. promised us one more story before we leave. Oh, huh, which one Maple about the Leafs? Leaf story. Oh, they're so great. Um, literally, that was that was a ball of a time at the Leafs. Like, was it? I loved it. You know, it was just like being a part of, like I was studying at the time, like mm-hmm. full-time student and doing the Leafs job. That's, like, I don't know how you were working. <laughs> I like coffee. That's, <laughs> and no sleep. Anybody who tells me they don't drink coffee and they have a crazy schedule, I just don't believe you. This is um, Lauren Howe. She is from Canada. Her favorite, her interests are studying, coffee, and no sleep. As I'm like a kid jacked up on sugar doing circles running around. They're like, she likes How great coffee? is Taylor Dean? Can we take a moment and just shout out Taylor Dean? Taylor, and I make her probably very uncomfortable every time I give her like a shout out. And I've told this to her to her face. Is like, she honestly, I think was a huge influence in my life. Like personally as a friend, amazing. One of the best humans I've ever, like so anybody's ever known. So for everyone who doesn't known. know Taylor, she is the, would you call her floor director at the time? Floor director at the time. Uh, for Maple Leafs. Yes. For all the, the whole in-game show that happens. Yeah. And so Taylor and Lauren worked, like they were the the force to be reckoned with. Dynamic they were duo. Dynamic duo all Batman the Batman and Robin. Unfortunately, I obviously am the Robin in this context because <laughs> we're talking about Taylor Dean. <laughs> and Taylor Dean is so... The Batman. Yeah. But yeah. like what she has this magical ability to put up with all my crap. And she didn't have to. We didn't work in the same department. Yeah. But she makes me feel okay for feeling it. Mm. Right? It's she understands that I feel it. 
She will say something after that will make me laugh and get me out of whatever funk I'm in. Yeah. But then I walk away motivated to go back to my job yeah. and do it better than before. And that is such an incredible quality in a human to make you feel comfortable for being upset at something, to get you out of being upset, yeah. but then to then motivate you to be a better human being. Totally. Totally. And like, you know, observing her. So at the time when she was floor director, like her and I were mostly attached at the hip unless she had to go save the day, which was many, many a time um, somewhere in the building, <laughs> leaving me like a stranded puppy somewhere. I'm like, um, but <laughs> where am I? <laughs> Hello, Taylor. <laughs> no, it was honestly, I think she was probably more terrified to leave me and being like, I don't know what Lauren's going to do, where she's going to go, what she's going to say on the microphone. Uh. But so Taylor, from, from observation, I learned so much professionally from her in doing something super similar to that but in the crazy context and world of game operations where she gave this analogy early on when we first started working together of she's like like well I guess the entire game crew is like a duck on a on a still lake everything looks so calm on the surface but underneath is just like you're paddling like there's no tomorrow expletive show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's an expletive show <laughs> in Canada we like to call it a shoot show because we are a family rated program why did I go to like a deep south accent not deep south but I don't really know why where? did I go to that when speaking about Canada <laughs> oh Clay get your it stuff works. correct but so with this analogy of her like what she would literally take a situation there'd be a fire happening somewhere not literally and be able to instruct somebody clearly concisely and sternly on what needs to get done to fix it while simultaneously telling them in the most polite way possible how it it needs to get done you know and and it wasn't in a like compliment sandwich kind of way it was just genuinely like she needed some that person to do something at the time, but she simultaneously made them feel really good. Or passing by any usher, any staff in the building, anybody who's involved at the Leafs, she knows them by name and passes by them, shakes their hand and goes, how are you today? And takes the time to, to just make, put a smile on their face. She's like a politician. Or Mary Poppins. I was going to go with Mary Poppins. You That's go better. Politician, I was, I was, I was thinking like the very like kiss a baby version of a politician of like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> if she ever touches my child, though, oh man, <laughs> don't even Taylor Dean, don't don't start with me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's my giant like inflate Taylor Dean's tires. You're welcome, Taylor. I hope you hear this. <laughs> but it's true. It's uh, like ah. Uh, anyways, I think you need to come back, and I'll tell you why. Because I'm pretty sure you have at least a dozen more stories to tell, <laughs> and. I have at least six more dad jokes to tell. So <laughs> for the dad jokes, we'll try. We'll try these next few weeks. I know are crazy for me, and and you're working tirelessly yeah. to get these projects off the ground. But please, when they're closer to being able to be talked about, yeah, can I'd you love please to. come back? Yeah, because, because then I have so much more to share. What to preview? Ex- exactly, and I want to be able to give it the full like royal treatment oh. and give it its own crown, and then you can have like mama crown and baby crown and all the little kitty crowns wow, that look crown like ducks. Thing. That look like ducks. That, they, they do. I, I think of a kid pulling you know the string of ducks oh, behind got him. It. Got it. Yeah. So it's like all the I all it was some weird duck thing. You no, know, yeah, I was a big fan of ducks. First moose, <laughs> now ducks. Welcome to Canada, folks. We like to end every podcast in a way. 
I think at the core of everything, I like people knowing that it's never too late to make a change. You're never trapped, yeah. right? You're never in a box. You're never pigeon-held anywhere. Yeah. And I believe we bring in big change by focusing on little changes. And so as silly as it sounds, I like to tell everyone, please be good to themselves and eat their vegetables. Because I think in focusing on something very small, very small, and just making sure we treat our body well with what we put into it, then we can then do bigger things by focusing on the smaller thing. I once had someone I work with that told me that a person who can get up every single morning and make their bed is a person who can conquer the world. And it's just the idea that if you, on a good day, on a bad day, on an easy day, on a hard day, if you can set your mind to something and accomplish just a small thing like making your bed, then you put yourself in the right framework to do the bigger things and conquer the larger things. So as we wrap this up, I've taken way too much of your time. I talk way too much. I'm excited to show you Hair Metal Steven once we're done. Everyone, please, please, please be good to yourself. And eat your vegetables? Yes! Yeah! It's Lauren's cue. You're so good at this. It's like you're a natural. Have you spoken on microphones before? I don't know what this is. I think I'm holding it backwards. <laughs> I think I took a photo like that at the leaves actually once. That was fun. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Yeah, sorry. The Daenerys thing. Sorry. I'm one bring side it. Bring funny it. thing. Bring it. I don't know why. It just reminded me of that. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury watched me go on Leafs TV one morning but like without the Daenerys costume and just the little fake dragon on my shoulder. And I saw every range of emotion cross this guy's face of being like, what's going on? They let a crazy person in. Oh no, it's a charitable event. Oh no, she just she works here. holding a microphone. This is what oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And then he like I'm gave a me a thumbs fan. up. <laughs> so that's, that's one story. Lauren Howe, <laughs> Marc-Andre Fleury approved.